I was chatting with a friend the other day about defense mechanisms and not in the usual sense of, you know, self-defense, martial arts or anything like that, but more about how you as an individual manage a, an aggressive individual with some sort of opinion. And, you know, we're seeing this and hearing this completely every day, all day with regard to the politicization of everything with the vax and whatnot. So it's become an incredibly interesting topic to look at because you're, you're looking at how people manage, how they respond, how they measure their response based on what uh, they believe the other individuals may do. It's become an incredibly difficult thing to navigate. And what I found really fascinating was that several years ago, as it does relate to cybersecurity and intelligence, I was explaining in a pretty uh, abrupt way what our methodology for protecting ourselves is against cyber adversaries. And I compared us to a, to a sea cucumber. And the reason I did that was that the sea cucumber's method of defending itself is to emit or squeeze out its innards so the predator will feast on those, devour those, and hopefully leave the rest of the body intact so that that thing can kind of like limp away and grow its innards back. And it's essentially just giving up whatever you can that is essentially uh, growable again in order to survive and live another day. Probably one of the most pathetic and sad ways of defending yourself I've ever heard of, but sadly not uncommon and something that we see a lot with individuals, with organizations, all kinds of things in terms of the way the world works today. Then there's things like turtles or armadillos where they have a hard shell and they have the means to fend off an attack by being armored. And essentially they survive as long as their armor stays intact. And that's a matter of just being stalwart and sticking to your, your belief systems and holding on for dear life. Then you have porcupines where it's aggressive in its response, but it doesn't try to drive the point home. It's sort of like, look, don't try to fight me on this. I feel the way I feel and you're going to get hurt if you try to attack. And people come at them anyway, and they get hurt in the process, very similar to what a porcupine might do with its, its quills. And then you have something like a, an alpha wolf in a pack where alpha males in, in a wolf pack are continuously and, and, and perpetually challenged by, by underlings to gain that spot. And in many cases, these alpha wolves will either really hurt or kill uh, the, the underling to make a point, be like, look, don't challenge me. I have an opinion here. I really believe I'm at the top of the heap here. Stop trying. And they'll, they'll do that. And eventually they, they may lose, but ultimately the point here is that they fight back after being challenged and essentially drive the point home. Someone else may start the fight, but they end it essentially is the point here. And it's funny because as I looked at all those parallels and those archetypes, as far as the animals are concerned, I realized that I've embodied that mentality over my entire life in different ways. Um, again, par for the course of the name of this podcast, the introverted iconoclast being introverted. I didn't want to generally disrupt or upset or argue with someone about what, you know, I believed in perhaps maybe I just wanted to sort of agree with what they said and eventually just hope that they would go away and, you know, take, take what I had to say and be done with it. Um, or, or essentially agree with them to the point where they would finally be like, all right, I've made my point. I've won. It generally didn't work very well, but that was at least the belief system. Not unlike a sea cucumber where you're just sort of giving up what you might believe in ultimately just so you can kind of live another day. And over the years I've noticed, I've taken on personalities of all of those animals in various capacities. 
and you know it is a balance it's a that you have to strike it's not something to where it's one way of being perpetually because no one likes a, a, a perpetual contrarian that's always arguing to make a point to argue that's a very common situation we see a lot with folks that just enjoy the con the confrontation and the uh the dispute and that's not my point here my point here is that dispute is healthy in fact the aggressor or the challenger will respect you even if they don't agree with you if you you tend to have an opinion and a, and a sound framework upon which you believe things and i think that's a key thing here without conceding and giving in to their belief system you can still make a point you don't have to agree you don't necessarily have to convert them to your way of thinking but you can at least make your point and I find it sad because today, any little shred of contrarian belief, even if it's well-founded, can be can be reasons to fight, to argue, to be, you know, um, excommunicated from a from a group, and uh, it's become a very challenging thing. This podcast, this very one I'm doing right now, this episode would have been very different probably three years ago or two years ago. Even I think the way I think about how I would advise people or or you know younger entrepreneurs trying to pursue their their agenda I, you know i don't know what to tell them exactly anymore i'm not sure what balance there is to strike i don't know whether or not there's a it's better to sort of pull back and sort of just give people what they want so you can satiate their need for feeling like they they're they've made a point uh because challenge at this point can turn into something much greater than simply just an argument that that ends in a in a stalemate it, it can be much worse so I'd be really curious on what everyone believes is the best way to handle things like this, because people have different opinions and, um, you know, they may or may not agree with the greater narrative and the ability to be able to communicate that narrative or go against that narrative in any way has been very, very challenged, uh, as of late. And I think that, uh, that really is a, a difficult situation because that translates into how the youth sees how they should maintain and how they should act. And if they're going to take that as the standard, and the status quo going forward, then you're not going to have people with any kind of growth or pursuit going forward. They're just simply going to say, all right, look, I can't ruffle the feathers. I can't rattle the cage. I can't shake the tree. Let's just do what they say. Let's, you know, even if I don't believe what they're saying, I'm just going to say I do and move on. Um, that that's going to have some extremely bad long-term repercussions. Um, I've seen that myself with what I've done over the years where I've sort of given in uh, just to sort of end it. And it's it's worked out for the worst. So, really fascinated on how this will this will grow. And it's funny because, you know, podcasts like to tie these things up in a nice little bow and say this is how you act, this is how you function. And in the world we're in today, I think that's in flux. I think that people have to reassess how you would typically pursue a situation um, in a way that you might not have done before because times have changed. So. I welcome feedback. I'd be fascinated to hear what everyone thinks. Um, I think the the key thing here is that the evolution of us as a species that has to communicate and has to interact is changing as we speak. It's moving into a new realm of being able to figure out what is the limits where or where the limits are, frankly, not what, what the limit is, but where they are really. And I think that that is a, a variable. Anyway, hope you enjoyed it. Talk soon.